Hello, America. I'm Robert Grease, and welcome to CEO Show. We're here today with Bill Rue. How are you? I'm doing great, Robert. Good to see you again. Good to see you. And um, and Bill is the CEO of the digital business at Lendlease. And while I said hello, America, he's actually in Australia doing this. So last time we met, he was CEO of GE Digital, and we met face to face the old fashioned way. So um, so good to see you again. And Bill, tell everyone what Lendlease is, because this is one of the more significant businesses in the entire world. It, it is. And I think, um, you know, Lendlease is historically uh, an Australia-based company uh, founded uh, 70 plus years ago. And, um, you know, it's done some very iconic projects. It, it was one of the uh, key builders uh, of the uh, the Opera House here in Sydney, so its its roots go back to many iconic uh, Australian um, uh, developments. But uh, it's grown to become a a global company. So we operate in uh, Australia, Asia, uh, the U the U.S. and Europe, and um, uh, it really is a full life cycle business. So. It's got an investment business and runs a series of property funds. It's got a development business, which allows it to then bring forward great investments into those investment funds and develop some really uh, fantastic uh, places. So, for example, uh, the in Milan, we're built, we're redeveloping the old Expo Center. And we do things like that on a global basis, and then we have a construction arm that gives us some leverage to go do these developments. And uh, you're doing some pretty significant things like um, not many people know, but in New York City, you've you've actually worked on more of the high rises than anyone else. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we have historically been involved with uh, residential high rises, uh, you know, a specific area. But, um, you know, we have a, a great uh, great business in the U.S. New York has been a, uh, a fantastic place for us. And I think a lot of people don't realize uh, in the last 20 years, we've been responsible for a significant portion of uh, residential high-rise construction. And that's what we, we do a lot of that high-rise construction. But we've done it in Chicago and some iconic places, San Francisco. Uh, uh, we've done L.A., uh, Boston. So, you know, big urban areas. So let, let's talk about the role of digital in construction. Now, construction is how, how much it, of the global GDP? It's a significant amount, right? Yeah, I, I'd say the property industry is uh, is about forty percent of the global GDP. Uh, that includes everything from the investment to the development to the operation of an asset to the construction of an asset. So if you think about it, property is probably the biggest single contributor to global GDP. Uh, and, uh, you know, and we try to, to play in that as well. Let's now shift over to digital. So Tony, the CEO, you met at GE and um, and he's building this great company, he brings you in. You obviously have a deep expertise in digital and you've taught me a lot of things about digital, for example, like that. You have to know what your assets are. That is the key. Um, but also there's a way to do this right. Talk about what the role is, what Tony's doing with the organization, and what you're doing digital to transform Lendlease. 
and yeah, what attracted me as much. Yeah, what attracted me was uh, you know I'd come out of uh, Cisco Systems where that transformation was really a tech digital technology transformation, and then at at GE it was an industrial transformation using digital uh, manufacturing company, and I, I think. A, a lot has been done already in those industries. What attracted me here was I saw a, an interesting McKinsey report that put this industry at like second to last in terms of getting digitizing itself or uh, bringing technology to get more efficiency. And it's not. And, and what attracted me was it's not that people haven't tried. It's just that it's it's probably the most difficult industry to get the kind of change and efficiency we've seen in manufacturing, for example. So I view that as a challenge. It's one of the last bastions where digital transformation can foundationally change people's lives. And you add sustainability onto that. I don't think we can really build sustainable without uh, uh, improving our digital systems uh, at, as well. So. I think um, you know we're we're seeing some of the biggest challenges for our generation are in this. How do we get affordable housing? How do we get sustainable housing? How do we make sure that what we're building has a better experience? How is those ex physical experiences integrate digital experiences? So if you think about it, this is probably the most interesting industry to be in right now. How exactly will digital bring sustainability? into construction and properties. Let me just broaden that around development because I think the one big opportunity, and many people have tried to, to address this and we're still, we're still early in the journey, is the idea that you can automate more in the design to the construction process. And mm -hmm. there's been a number of efforts to do this and, and you know, the last effort was to build these, this software capability called BIM, uh, which uh, was you know, helpful, but it really didn't give us the, the kind of efficiency. So when we think of where digitization can fit in, it's how do you manufacture, let's say, housing or buildings in, uh, in a shed rather than everything being bespoke construction on the site? And I think that's the holy grail. Can we bring manufacturing to our industry? Well, the minute you try to do that, you really have to bring together three separate things that, are, that, that don't work as smoothly together. The architecture and design effort, the suppliers, and the construction process have to be able as early in the process to work together to rationalize all of the complexity of what we built. And I think that's, Robert, at the, at the base of it, what's the issue. If you add sustainability to it, well, then if you aren't analyzing that design early on, understanding what materials you're using and trying to rethink the design to optimize for sustainability and cost simultaneously, you often find you're disappointed later downstream because you can't make the changes uh, you know, in the, this is not software. Once you're down building something and constructing something, it's not like software where you can, you know, change it pretty easily. You're, you're stuck with the decisions that were made early on. So we're really trying to automate more in the early part of a, of a construction between design, supply chain, 
and the uh, and the construction process. So you have one minute before commercial break. I'm thinking AI with augmented reality, maybe not as much virtual reality, is critical, especially when you're talking on the early phases. Yeah, I think what we're gonna what we're gonna see this is is two things. One is uh, the application of uh, of say AI machine learning will be to first of all generative design. I think we'll see more automated design tools that will do provide best practices. So architects, engineers will will be able uh, to be more efficient in how they execute their job. I think the second thing that we'll see in that is that we'll use that to optimize the actual construction process, push more it out into the manufacturing facilities. And you do those two things. And I think we have a real, real chance to crack the affordability and the, um, as well as sustainability nut. We're about to take a commercial break. We're with Bill Rue. But when we come back, we're going to find out why is it challenging for large companies and what could they do to win at the digital game? Back in a few. Hi, this is Robert Reese back on the CEO show. And we're with Bill Rue, who is the CEO of Digital Business at Lendlease. And we're talking about digital. And back in the day when you used to be CEO of GE Digital, um, large companies a lot of times have problems moving into digital. But I, I think you've, to a certain degree, you've advice on what they could do. Because we're going to have 600,000 listeners, most of them CEOs listening in. What can they do? Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I started this sort of digital journey as John Chambers at Cisco was, you know, moving into new kinds of software-based products, et cetera. And we saw a digital transformation really at, I didn't call it that, but at Cisco and then brought that to GE when we were really thinking about how the industrial and manufacturing world changed. I, I think over this past 20 years, I, I, there's a couple of things that you can begin to to think about it, and I think there's a big difference between a big company trying to lead in digital versus a startup. And I, I think the three things that, I, that I've learned that companies like Lindley's have to deal with, one is it's not a startup. So you have a culture you have to fit into. It has a business. And, you know, the Innovator's Dilemma's book has done a lot to describe this. But you have to take a different mindset. You have to think about not speed, but scale. Because essentially a big company is scale and you've got to organize your digital activity to lead with scale. Because there's nothing about a big company that's ever going to be able to change to do speed. So a lot of people try to do this by saying, well, we'll take it out and separate it and we'll make sure the, the, the company doesn't kill it. It's, I think, a noble notion, but it still doesn't allow you to leverage what a big company is. So the first thing is how do you fit it within an organization to leverage the value that the current company has. I think the second thing um, that you know you, you you have learned is you've got to you've got to choose an area to focus. I think big companies have a tendency to try to go after a very large problem rather than try to go after a smaller set of areas and be successful in it. And you know, so at at Lendlease, for example, we're going after this idea that in a building. We can pull all this real-time real data out of the sensors that exist and begin to provide a better experience in a workplace. How do you get people to come back to work? 
Well, if you don't use data to figure out why they're coming in, how they're using it, encouraging them and making it a better experience using data, it's going to be very hard to convince them to come back to the old analog way. The same is true of retail. The next generation retail, these, these young kids and younger generation, they are so used to using their phone to interact. A current re physical retail setting is going to have to figure out how do you bring that phone, that digital experience in without appearing you know, to big brother oversight or anything like that. I think these are the opportunities in, in property and, and there's a lot, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. I think no one's fully cracked how you use data in a physical space more effectively like we did in manufacturing. Uh, the last thing I'd, I'd say is you've got to figure out the talent model, which companies either go to one extreme or the other. One extreme is everybody inside the company is running your digital or you bring in a whole new team from the outside. And I think what we what I've learned is you've got to bring the domain knowledge of the company you're in and couple it with some external expertise in the area. So your organizational model, your culture and scale and your focus if you can do those three things in any organization, you can lead in digital transformation in your business. But it's very hard, and, and the recipe hasn't fully been realized yet. So that was a fascinating dissertation for everyone of, how, of the lessons learned in digital transformation. So let's talk about the future of Lendlease. What is your take on how the world will change, the environment will change, and what your role in Lendlease will be over the next, say, three years. Yeah, so our focus is, um, is really at, on two things. One is uh, what we build. You know, the, uh, the, our buildings are not iPhones, right? When you build a, a high-rise residential in New York City, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be around a long time. Not like an iPhone, you replace it in three years. So we need to build things. Uh, that are is embedding more and more technology to create an experience that complements the physical world. So that idea of having the right sensors and ensuring they're utilized to create better experiences for the shopper, for the person, the employee working in place, or for the resident is important. And I think we're just at the early stages because we're really good at the physical world. We're not so good at figuring out how to bring that digital world into that environment. And I think that's number one. I think the other area we're focused on is really this idea of how you build differently. And, and if we don't start to bend the curve on development, we're going to find we can't afford what we want to build anymore. And I think everyone knows the supply chain costs are going up. Inflation is there. We talk about affordable housing, but the only way you get there is we're going to have to rethink how we uh construct in the future. And that isn't going to come, you know, it's not going to come naturally because the process has to change where the construction insights, the supply chain insights are brought earlier into the design phase with the architects and engineers. And you really fully resolve that with automated AI tools in that architecture and design phase. So we're looking at how you design and develop better using these digital tools to allow you to do design for manufacturability. And we're looking at then once you've manufactured it, 
How do you create a data-driven digital capability that allows the experience of the shopper or the worker to continue to evolve, to be agile, while you have a physical space that essentially is going to live for 50, 100 years? And those two challenges are interesting because those who win that battle, that next generation of consumers or buyers or workers, we're talking, you know, the people who are, you know, in their teens or their 20s or their early 30s. That's what they're looking for. So we have to be thinking about our next generation of customers, consumers, uh, and be preparing to be able to address their needs, which is quite different than the than you know the last generation. That is inspirational in where we're going. I, I want to tell you, Bill, what a um, what a pleasure it is having you on the CEO show. If you have one final sentence of advice to CEOs, what would that be? Yeah, I, I, I think I'd go back to what I said before. You've got to lead and, uh, you know, your digital transformation is really led by Tony in our company. He's the CEO of the overall global group. And so uh, when you lead with digital, every CEO has to take personal ownership of that. But at the same time, the CEO has to define the outcomes they want out of digital. And if you do that, I think you can go ahead and, and really have a transformational change where you can lead your industry. That's it then. Thank you much, Bill. Very inspirational.